0: I just need a laugh, and I go through it and read some things that people have written down. And uh, one of them said, he said, I was in the St. Louis airport, and a drunk came in. He had a paper bag under one arm and a red cap on his head that said Caterpillar across the top. He looked wide-eyed at me and said, did you come in here on a flying saucer? I said to this nut, yeah, I always fly on flying saucers, they're faster and more convenient. I figured that would shut him up, but he said, yeah, they fly good, but they sure do make you dizzy, don't they? In a few minutes, he looked in the mirror and saw that cap that said caterpillar and it scared him. He said, I'm a caterpillar. Yesterday, I was a butterfly. <laughs> I love that one. If you would, please turn to Romans chapter 6. Romans chapter 6. I want to begin to read, please, in verse 14. Romans chapter 6, verse 14. For sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under the law, but under grace. What then? Shall we sin because we are not under the law, but under grace? God forbid. Know ye not that to whom you you yourselves serve to obey, his servants you are to whom you obey, whether of sin unto death or of obedience unto righteousness? But God be thanked that you were the servants of sin. But you have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered you. Being then made free from sin, you became the servants of righteousness. I speak after the manner of men because of the firmness of your flesh. For as you have yielded your members servants to uncleanness and to iniquity, unto iniquity, even so now you your members servants to righteousness and to holiness. For when you were the servants of sin, you were free from righteousness. What fruit had you then in those things whereof you are now ashamed? For the end of those things is death. But now being made free from sin and become servants to God, you have your fruit unto holiness and the end everlasting life. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Heavenly Father, we pray that if a somebody, Lord, is listening and does not know that they're saved today, let us make the plan of salvation so plain that anybody can understand Jesus is the one who does the saving. Trust in Him and you have eternal life. Bless us, we pray now in Jesus' name. Amen. I believe in this one little verse, uh, just leading up to verse 23. I believe in this one little verse is the simplest plan of salvation that you could put in the Bible. Listen, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Many people in the past have said to me, Preacher, if I only knew what to do, uh, that God wanted me to go to heaven, I'd do it. Well, here it is in this one little verse. Listen to it you have to make up your mind after reading this verse do you want to work for salvation or eternal life or do you want to receive God's free gift notice how this verse divides itself into three parts you have the wages of sin which is death secondly you have the gift of God which is eternal life then thirdly you have the assurance that this eternal life or salvation is the gift of God through Jesus Christ our Lord. I've talked to so many people trying to lead them to Christ Jesus, and the wonderful thing that God gives us as sinners is the gift of eternal life. Now, first of all, let's take the wages of sin. The wages of sin pays off in shame. Uh, there's not a person in this building today who does not know the wages of sin, the shame of sin. A little boy came in my office a few, uh, some time ago and said, Preacher, pray for me. I've done an awful thing. I have sinned against God and I'm ashamed of what I did. Now listen to me where he came. There's the stain of sin. There's the burden of sin. There's the conviction of the soul when we have sin, and sin brings shame. Not only does sin bring shame, inward heartbroken shame, unconfessed sin brings open shame. Abraham Lincoln once said, You can fool some of the people uh, all the time, and all the people some of the time, but you can't fool all the people all the time. What I'm saying is you may think you're getting away with your sin and but you're not people know about you that is a shame of public discovery. I one of the things I, I like a little joke I saw the other day so this man and woman went to Sears to buy a refrigerator and they said the man said to me I said to them you pay nothing down and only uh, nothing for a few months. And uh, he said, Who told you about us? I like that, amen. That's the way some people are, they won't pay their bills. But uh, I read that little thing, and you might hide your sin from God, uh, from me, but you can't hide your sin from God, amen. And so sin, first of all, brings shame. Then there's a shame of God's exposure. Godly exposure. The wages of sin has personal guilt. It has public discovery and godly exposure. The Bible is very plain on these facts. If you're a lost sinner, if you die in your sins, then one day you stand before the great white throne of God and you will give an account, and listen to this now, publicly before God, before angels, before demons, your loved ones, your friends, your neighbors, and all the world shall know what you really are. That is godly exposure, godly shame. That's the wages of sin. You know, you might get away with sin down here, but one day you're going to stand before the throne of God. Then everything is revealed. And your neighbor's going to know you, your husband's going to know you, your wife's going to know you, know everything is done unless it's covered under the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now the wages of sin pays off in sorrow. The Bible said, the way of the transgressor is hard. A sinner has no rest. Sin brings sorrow to our loved ones. A drunk brings sorrow and pain into the hearts of those who love him. And it's the same way with any sinner. The wages of sin pays off in separation. <clears throat> sin separates man from the presence of God. Revelation 20 verses 11 through 15. Plainly says that your sin separates you from the presence of God. Sin separates man from his loved ones. If you die in sin today, the only time you'll ever see your loved one again is at the great white throne judgment. One of the hardest things that I have to tell people when it comes to somebody dying and uh, you preaching the funeral is if you're not saved, you'll never see them again. Amen? Except for one thing. That is when they brought up out of hell and you stand there before them and God says, I never knew you and back into hell you go. That's the only time. But there's a separation. Sin separates. It's hard. The Bible says that one will be in the bed and Jesus comes one taking one left. That's separation. It's the same way if one, if you're living with your husband or you're living with your wife and they're not saved and they, one of them dies and they go to heaven the other guys go to hell there's a separation. And you won't see them again. Sin separates man. Sin separates man from heaven and all God's glory. One of the things that I'm excited about being saved is I want to see God's glory. You know, I read of heaven, I read about all the things that God has made, and I can't even conceive uh, the things that God has made in this life. And I look at some of the beauty uh, for things that God has made. There's a flower that grows on a lily over in our lake. And it's a big old white flower. And I get that thing every once in a while when it blooms. And it's about that big around. And I look at that thing how perfect it's made. How beautiful it is. Right out there in the middle of everything. And I said, isn't God good? Look how perfect He is. But that ain't even a glimpse into His glory. One day, the Bible says, I'm going to be able to see His glory. But a sinner that's lost without Christ, he'll never see that. He'll never enjoy that. Sin separates man from God's glory, God's heaven. The wages of sin is death. You die physically, but you'll experience the sting of death one day that Jesus felt for all who will receive Him. I believe with all my soul, a saved person don't receive the sting of death. That's one of the reasons that I don't dread dying. There is no sting of death for me. Jesus took that on the cross. But a person without Christ, he goes through that sting of death. The Bible says there is such a thing. And I'm not going through it. You'll die in a spiritual death. You'll be separated from the presence of God forever. Revelation 20, verse 11 through 15 again says, Being separated from God. Think about it. The Bible says that God is life. Who wants to be around dead things all the time? Dying things, decaying things all the time. I don't like it. I like to be around live things. Amen? And uh, enjoy life itself. And the Bible says if you die in your sins, you'll be dying in the presence of dying forever and ever. If all that is contained in verses Romans 6.23 is the wages of sin, them are all men most miserable. We're damned. We're doomed. We're eternally forsaken without hope. But I, I thank God that's not all there are to verse 23. Look at verse 23 again now. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. God gives us a, a, a substitute instead of shame, instead of guilt. Instead of sorrow, instead of eternal separation, instead of eternal death, we have a substitute. He who knew no sin, God made sin for us that we might be made the righteousness of God in Him who His own self bear our sins in His own body on the tree. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law being made a curse for us. The Lord, had laid on Him the iniquity of us all. That's my substitute. Jesus is my substitute. Instead of shame, instead of guilt, instead of sorrow, instead of eternal separation, instead of eternal death, I have a substitute, the Lord Jesus Christ who suffered all that for me. I'm not going to go through that. God gives us, whosoever will, the gift of a Savior. Think about this just for a minute. There is no man on the face of this earth can save himself from sin. I have a Savior. I have somebody can do it for me. For the wages of sin, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So Jesus is my Savior. God gives us whosoever. And that means, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. John 3.16 God so loved the world. And I can tell anybody this one little verse. The wages of sin is death, but anybody can receive a gift. Amen? All you have to do is receive it. God's already done it. You must make a choice, though. Verse 23 makes us make a choice. Which will you take? The wages of sin or the gift of God? Death or life? It's your choice. It's your decision. Somebody says, I won't make a decision. Yes, you will because of this verse. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. You go down through the Romans Road, and the Romans Road is just something like this All of Sin and come short of the glory of God. Romans chapter five, verse eight, but God committed his love towards us. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Romans ten thirteen, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord. Romans ten nine, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in thine heart. But it all begins to me in Romans chapter six and verse twenty three. We all know we are under sin. Any reasonable person knows that there's sin in this world. And we're under sin, and sin bringeth forth death. But the gift of God you can't work for it. You know, I like to take it like this. When I'm trying to lead somebody to Christ, and I want you to believe in the Lord Jesus, I want you to be saved. This is my Bible. I paid for it. It's mine. And the wages, I paid the wages for this Bible. Amen? Now I want to give it to you. What you got to do to get it, just reach out and take it. Amen? Now listen to this verse again, how simple it is. The wages of sin is death. If you live in your sins, you're going to receive a wage. That wage is death. And that is separation from God forever. But, we have eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. There's no other door to go to heaven. There's no other way to be saved except through the Lord Jesus Christ. And you know what's so wonderful about that little word? Who anybody can do that. Anybody. Can receive Christ as a Savior if you want to, and be saved. What a great gift, Amen. I like Father's Day. You know why? It's sort of like Christmas. People send me letters. I got I got two or three letters this week. And I love to get letters from people. I, Mary sometimes runs out to the mailbox, put my mail in the car for me, or, or Mrs. Royce does, and think I said, Is there any letters in there for me? And I hurry home and open them up and I, somebody give me a, 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 like a, a, one of those cards to go to uh, out back or someplace to eat. Man, I get excited about that. That's a gift, amen? Every once in a while, though, I'll open it up and there'll be a $100 bill in it or a 50 or a 10 I don't take that for granted. That's a gift. I get excited about it. You know what I get excited about? God gave His gift for me. Eternal life i got it already in Christ Jesus. Amen. I rejoice in it every day of my life. Glad I'm saved today, aren't you? Would you please stand with me, please? Heavenly Father, we are so thankful to be in this place with Your people and have this sweet assurance that the gift of God, we don't have to work for it. All we have to do is receive it because You've already done the work. you paid the price. you paid the wages of sin for us. And I pray if anybody understands this one little verse, that they'll come to you today.